We respectfully request the Sangha great virtues for the sake of this assembly and all living beings. Please turn the wonderful Dharma will to teach and guide us how to end birth and death, leave suffering and attain bliss, and quickly realize non-birth. Kung thin dai duk tang thin vi thư pha vội gấm nhật thiết chủng sanh thiên chiến diệu pha luân giao đạo ngã mùng như há liều sanh toàn tư Amidst the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one. Namo Sananto Suchedo Ye Lahudi San Miao San Putosye. Namo Taknakta Toya Dadya Lahade Tamil Tambo Dadwa. The unsurpassed, profound, subtle, and wonderful Dharma in hundred thousand million aeons is difficult to encounter. Now that I'm able to see and hear, I will receive and maintain it. I vow to fathom the thus come one true and actual principles. All Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, Great Master Ching Liang, Great Master Shenhua, all good monks and nuns, and all good now knowing advisors, Amitofo. Chufo Pusa, Ching Liang Da Shi, Shifu Shang Ren, Gowei Chu Cha Ren, Gowei Shang Tu Shi, Amitofo. Chifa Kuo Ta, Kan Thơ Tan Lương Đại Sư, Thượng Tiếng Hóa, Quý Thầy Cô và Quý Vị Thịnh Sư Thức An Di Đạo Phật. Hello everyone, today is the 14th of January 2024. We're here in Gold Forest to continue discussing the first chapter of the Avatamsaka Sutra. Thank you all for joining us. We're currently on slide uh, 449. Okay, let's jump right into it. 
Celestial King, Lord, our adornment, gain a passage into liberation of bringing forth boundless, delightful sounds. 庄严主天王的视线无边乐意声解脱门。Okay, 450 commentary slide. We are uh, in the area where the celestial kings, rulers of the uh, fifth desired heavens, uh, these are the where the uh, beings there, celestial beings are able to use a spiritual power to transform, uh, to transform things to create their own pleasure, okay, uh, to get what they want. Uh, and so uh, this uh, Lord of adornment, who so is very, very adorned, became enlightened by bringing forth uh, boundless, Wubian boundless, uh, UAE, uh, delightful to the mind, very delightful sounds. And that's how he became enlightened. So it's interesting in this particular heavens, uh, they uh, are there and they cultivate by using spiritual transformations. And this transformation has this particular characteristics. When the typical Celestial King would um, uh, make transformations is to serve their own pleasure, okay? But these, uh, these Celestial Kings, when they make transformations, uh, before they became enlightened, is for the purpose of helping living beings. And this guy spe specializes in uh, creating delightful sounds, okay, that will make people happy, all right? Instead of making himself happy, he creates delightful sounds, boundless sounds to make people happy. If you will, he's a combination of Bach, Beethoven, Rachmaninoff, Paganini, uh, you name it, is boundless, uh, Wagner, you know, operas, and so forth. It's fascinating to see the kinds of uh, abilities that we can draw upon our Buddha nature to help living beings uh, open the wisdom. Hmm? Hmm. All right. Hmm. Next. Celestial King, light of mindfulness, gain a passage into liberation of understanding all Buddha's infinite marks of blessings and virtue. 念光天王得了之一切佛无尽福德相解脱门. All right, commentary slide 452. Uh, this guy, a light of mindfulness, so by being mindful, he emits light. Okay, uh, mindfulness is way below samadhi, but being mindful, he emits a lot of light, that's what he likes to do as a world ruler, okay? And how did he become enlightened? He enlightened, he became enlightened by understanding all the Buddha's infinite marks of blessings and virtue. Uh, Buddhas have when they appear, 
when I take a form as a Buddha, okay, I'm not talking about the Buddha appearing to help someone and manifest as, I say, a beggar or a queen or something like that. But when they manifest as Buddhas, okay, in the world, then they have uh, the transformation body Buddhas have 32 hallmarks and 80 subtle characteristics. And these are, they are, they are manifested because of the Buddha's blessings and virtue. Okay? And, and so, uh, and so, uh, so these are called the two adornments of the Buddha and the bodhisattvas. These sagely beings are very adorned because of their virtue and the meritorious deeds they created. All right? Meritorious deeds refer to the acts of giving, the acts of helping others, not helping yourself. It's to help others. Meaning that when they did these meritorious acts to help others with how, what's typical of them is with how even an iota of a thought to benefit themselves. There's nothing in it for them at all. When you help others, you always see, you always are seeking to get some benefits from your act of merit and virtue. Buddhas, in contrast, they uh, and bodhisattvas, when they help others, they are, they are totally altruistic. They is to help all others without even thinking of trying to gain anything by that act of charity, the act of helping others. You're all calculating. Whenever you help something, you always think, hmm, that's beneficial for me. Yeah? You're too smart. That's a problem with smart people. You're too smart for your own good. You're always calculating as what worldly people prize you for your calculating acts. Okay? Your ability to analyze and calculate. Okay? It's prized and it's handsomely rewarded for you. But in the world, in the spiritual world, the world of virtue, these meritorious acts are totally selfless. So it's a reminder for all of you when you try to help anyone, someone, please stop thinking about what you're going to gain out of this. Huh? And this is a problem even with Buddhist disciples. They know too much. Now they calculate. He said, I'm supposed to do the giving paramita, practice giving paramita, because it's very beneficial for me. Let me see, what can I do? How can I give to maximize my blessings? To take advantage 
of this opportunity to plant my blessings. Yes, you're still creating blessings, but they're still finite blessings because your mind is so narrow and self-serving. That's the only difference. It's the same act of giving, but the true Buddhist does giving, gives without calculating for themselves. That's the only difference. You give, you help others and calculate your blessings and your benefits. And that's why you, your blessings and benefits are very limited. So take for example, someone gives like an emperor or rich people, they give a lot of money, 200 million to the museum, LA Museum of Art. They heard that story, this, uh, this rich guy for philanthropy, he gave $200 million to the LA Museum of Art. And it comes with strings. He has to approve all the purchases. <laughs> so it's still his money. It's only earmarked for art purchases and art expenses. So it's so many strings attached. That's not complete giving. It's calculated giving. All right? And it's so sad because all he has to do is just chop off those strings, and that's it. Just give and forget. You know, for a person like that, for him to give away $200 million is nothing for him. And yet, why are you such small thinkers? Hmm? I would hate to be his son. Because when he gives me his money, he says, what is it that's beneficial to me after I die? Good Lord. Okay? Now, all right. So, people stop calculating so much. Huh? You're too smart for your own good. Give and forget. And so, because of they understand the giving paramitas. That's why they have tremendous blessings. And they are virtuous behavior means that they are constantly making sacrifices. Virtues requires you to make sacrifices, meaning Taking losses is rather stupid to worldly people that we take losses, we do things just to take losses. No gains at all. And that's what Dharma propagation is about. It's totally no gains to us at all. Okay, and that's called virtue. 
we, when we help others, it's not for the sake of personal gains. There's zero personal gains. Okay? It's no goal, no aim, no calculation to see how much we gain from helping others, from doing acts of charity. Okay? And so it's deliberate. No? Taking losses deliberately instead of worldly people are always calculating for more gains. And that's not virtuous. Any problems here? It's very important for you to make the distinction. This is what makes you different from Buddhas. And because of that, Buddhas have infinite marks of blessings and virtue. Okay? And, and so, this particular king, light of mindfulness, he understands the different hallmarks and characteristics of the Buddha. He understands how the Buddha attained, obtained those marks of blessings and virtue. When the Buddha is so adorned, he looked at it, he looked at the long ear, the Buddha said, oh, that's how, what he did to attain this long ear. And the Buddha has infinite marks of blessings and virtue. Okay, so you see that this guy here is seeking this king light of mindfulness. He's mindful. He constantly keeps in mind the Buddha's marks of blessings and virtue. And that's how he became enlightened. Can you understand the point here? Huh? You become enlightened by what? Constantly keeping in mind great things and great results. The causality, relationship between the Buddha's adornments and the causes, what he did, what, what he has to do to attain those blessings, those adornments. By keeping in mind those great deeds, that's how he became enlightened. He would not allow evil thoughts, selfish thoughts, to sneak into his mind at all. Whereas us, we talk big, we act big, but we have these selfish thoughts to benefit ourselves. And as long, we feel as long as others aren't aware of it, what's the harm? If we can get away with it, what's the harm? And because of that, your ignorance and stupidity still has places to hide and grow. Whereas this king here, light of mindfulness, is mindful of all the great things that the Buddhas did and the end result, the 
marks of adornments that Buddhas attain. Very positive thinking, if you will. Yeah? Next. 453. Celestial King, the most superb cloud sound, gain a passage into liberation of universally knowing the formation and decay of all past aeons as well as their sequences. 最上云音天王, 得普知过去一切结成坏次地解脱门 Okay, 454, commentary. Uh, he understands the world uh, sequences of formation until, until emptiness. So here's what happens. Here's a new concept. This is important concept you need to know. All galaxies, all borderlands go through the four phases of formation, okay, they're born, dwelling, okay, meaning they grow, they peak, and then they decay, and then they disappear. They are destroyed thanks to the demons. Okay, in our world, in our sound world, we're in the phase of decay, where the Buddha Dharma is slowly disappearing. Uh, and what is taught in terms of Buddha Dharma is actually deviant teachings, where uh, the, de the demons sneak in, and confuse us, and under the guise of, and call it Buddhism, or call it uh, whatever, okay? And so that's why the world, our world is slowing, decaying, and decaying, decaying, okay? And this is, we are in that phase, okay? And that's why Masha Shenhua made a vow, he says, I know he's in this phase of decay, but I will slow down by creating pockets of, of areas in the world where actually it's not decaying, but actually it's growing. Yeah? Uh, how is it growing? How does it show in terms of growing? Uh, it's growing because you are growing instead of you are your life is getting shorter and shorter, and that's what it means by decay, okay? In this period here, the, your, the living being's life expectancy decreases. No two ways about it. It gets shorter and shorter and shorter. It's shorter in Sudan. It's shorter in Gaza right now. But it's longer here in the U.S., okay? for some reason, all right? Mm. And so you see, uh, when the average lifespan decreases, okay, and that's the decay. However, when you practice the Buddha Dharma, your, and you improve, your lifespan actually increases. When you go to one samadhi level to the next, 
your lifespan increases. And you live a little bit longer. You're a little bit healthier. You're a little bit happier. Because, let's face it, we get to live longer. What's there to be unhappy about? <laughs> okay? And you notice, for example, uh, certain, all of a sudden, your, your, your family are saying, why, you look different. You look like younger? Huh? You look like you have more energy? Huh? Uh, your skin is smoother? Yeah? Yeah? And those are signs that your life is prolonged. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. And so that's why, uh, that's why when you practice the Buddha Dharma, we're actually helping uh, uh, slow down the decay of the world. Okay? All right? Uh, and emptiness is when it disappears. Okay? So, the great aeon has these successive stages of development, the four stages, same thing with our lives. We're born, we grow, and we get old, and we croak. <laughs> That's how it is, okay? So all living beings have to go through, and all things in the world have to go through the four stages of formation to emptiness. All right? What is born must die in this world. Okay? Next. And in our particular aeon here, uh, this king here, most superb cloud sound, he, he understands that the current aeon is called the worthy aeon, and many sages and worthy ones will have appeared already in our world, uh, and will appear, uh, and, and so forth. So you understand about these different, uh, different aeons of formation through emptiness, okay? And in particular, aeon actually is quite a few, quite a bit, a bit of work to do. We have a thousand Buddhas who appear in this current aeon, and Sakamuni Buddha is a fourth uh, Buddha, okay? So many more Buddhas will come. Mm. All right, and so this guy, uh, uh, what uh, is not clear to me, and how by, how by knowing these uh, formation decay of all past aeons, as well the sequences, help him become enlightened. Yeah, I don't have any clue as to why. Anyone has any ideas? How is that revealing? Uh, help him reveal his, his uh, wisdom. I don't get it. Okay? But that's what he did. Uh, next, 456. Celestial King, Supreme Light, gain a passage into liberation of awakening the wisdom of all sentient beings. All right. 457, this guy here, okay, 
Uh, supreme light meaning his light of wisdom is really unsurpassed. Okay, and the result of his awakening. He became enlightened by uh, bringing about the wisdom of all sentient beings. Okay, now Master Shiva make a comment. He says, Okay, now he, he says, he says here, uh, uh, Oh, I changed something, but it's not reflected here. Hmm. We have different links. Okay, no matter. Uh, and so uh, he says that um, this guy here awakens the Buddha's wisdom in all sentient beings. Actually, the Buddha's wisdom is not yi jie zhi, but actually according to the dictionary. So yi jie zhi here is not, it's not quite, quite, uh, not quite, uh, quite true. So I disagree with, with him, with Master Shenhua's commentary. Uh, what he's doing here, okay, here's how I look at it. Hmm? You cannot possibly help everyone become enlightened immediately, okay? Each person has different timelines towards enlightenment. You all will become enlightened, including little boy there. He hears all this Dharma here. He doesn't know what we're talking about. He has no interest, but he still registers the seeds of great practice and wisdom. If you're at home and you turn on the YouTube uh, video of this uh, talk and your cat happens to walk by and listen to it, uh, she too will become enlightened because the seeds of great passion and wisdom has entered her ears. Isn't that cool? So we are like worse than COVID-19. COVID-19 will not be able to survive in certain spaces, but we survive in all over YouTube. <laughs> Anywhere there's YouTube, we have the seats of Chajna wisdom right now. <sighs> We're blowing into empty space. Isn't that cool? Huh? And listen, it's because of you being here that we are able to share these seats uh, with you, all right? And so, uh, so it's not possible to help all living beings acquire the, this kind of all wisdom here. His wisdom here, uh, to me, refers to the Ahat's wisdom based on the dictionary. It's not the Buddha's wisdom. Okay, and so, so what it means is this. Hmm. This guy is very simple-minded. He says to me, he says, I'm going to help everyone acquire wisdom. So meaning he helps them attain samadhi. Every time you have this samadhi level, you have more wisdom and more wisdom and more wisdom, right? So it's a gradual process for most of us. 
Okay? Until you get to something called all wisdom or yi jie zhi. That's when you have the wisdom of the ahats or pratika buddhas. That's when you are considered to be enlightened by us Mahayana addicts. Okay? And so what he does uh, is he helps living beings. He trains them. He understands how to lead them. Okay? Awakening the wisdom, meaning he trains them. It's not like I awaken you. Okay? They have to awaken their own wisdom in themselves, meaning he has to teach them how to do it. He's got, he cannot do it for you. He cannot do it for me. Okay? He has to teach us like the patriarchs, give us instructions on what to do to open our wisdom, to awaken our wisdom. Am I making sense to you? It's very deliberate. So he goes around and helps living beings increase the wisdom with the objective of helping them reach acquire all wisdom, which is the standard, which is the, the gold standard, if you will, where you have you are enlightened, you're awakened to your enlightened nature. All right? But until then, your wisdom increases day by day, each level, until you reach a level called small enlightenment. That's what he does. It's a lot of work, folks. It's not that easy. Questions? So that's what he does. He helps living beings. Wow, I'm impressed. She has... It's getting better. It's true. Kill me. Keep it up. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Next, 458. Celestial King Wonderful Kao gained a passage into liberation of releasing light that quickly fills the ten directions of space. Hmm, 459. Anyone has any idea how he became enlightened? He became enlightened by quickly send his light okay, in the ten directions everywhere. He becomes a, if you will, a lighthouse of the universe. So how does that help him become enlightened? Isn't that cool? He says, I'm going to do for mission in life. My meaning in life is to send light out to the ten directions as quickly 
as possible. I'm not talking about going slowly here and stop, have a Starbucks cup of coffee and then move on, you know, go to Pete's Coffee and, you know, Phil's Coffee here in Northern California. What's in China now? Lucky Coffee? Yeah, and so forth. You go everywhere in the world and say, oh, let's take a break, have some coffee, you know, have some tea. No, he goes very quickly, he goes, shh, 10 direction. That's his goal. He says, what's the point in sending light in the 10 directions? Light is to combat darkness. When you send light out, the demons have nowhere to hide. The demons, by the way, your personal demons hide in the dark corners of your mind. The things, the areas where you don't want people to know, to look at. Anyone? Don't look, don't look away from me. I'm trying to look into your eyes. <laughs> okay? So, never mind about him. Look at yourself. If there you have certain things, certain areas where you do not want others to look at, that's the dark corners of your mind. Okay? That's where the demons hide. All right? So this guy... He does, he just shines the lights on all those areas. Okay, so as soon as his light reaches you, you say, oh, oh, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you, you recognize your darkness, the dark thoughts in your mind. Okay, uh, the reason is that until it's brought to your attention, you think it's okay. If you don't know, and therefore other people don't know, it should be okay. As long as you get away with it, it's okay. No, he shines upon and says, here, here's how ugly you are. This is where, okay? Okay. See that? So it's helpful to us. Remember, folks. I'm here because in my house. There you she is. In my house. I'm told that I was, uh, Jimmy walked into my room and said, do you realize that in unit B, where you stay master, do you hear like beep, something walking on the ceiling at night? I said, no, not just at night. It's all day. <laughs> we have a rat's family, a colony up there. <laughs> it's all day. It's like a marketplace up there. <laughs> it's called peaceful ex coexistence. <laughs> but we'll trap them one of these days and release to our uh, neighbor across the street. <laughs> you know which one? That one right there. Okay. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm patient. I'm waiting for them to reach critical mass. <laughs> That's 
a dark corner of my mind <laughs> that needs to be, you know, brightened. Okay, so you see, so that's helpful to us when we are, we have fewer areas, areas where they are dark, where our dark thoughts hide, okay? Our ickiness uh, remains, all right? So that's what he does. That's why it's very helpful to us, all right? Uh, so how about quickly feels the ten directions? The fact that when we emit light, when you come here and you sit near someone who emits light, of course, you feel better by yourself, yeah? You feel less, you feel less depressed, yeah? That's light emitting and that kind of scares your ghost of depression. You say, ooh, why is it so bright here? Oh, it's so dark back at his house, but now it's so bright. I don't feel comfortable. So they behaved. You see? Okay. So it's helpful to you when you release a light to, to brighten. Okay? It scares the in beings. Okay? It's helpful to you. But why quickly? Strength. Okay? So that's why it's how he became enlightened. He became enlightened, he says, I'm going to send my wisdom light out to help everyone. So he started first by sending wisdom light in the Buddha hall. And then he says, hmm, that's still not enough. Let me send him my light to the parking lot as well. Okay, lucky for us, the parking lot here is for four cars. So <laughs> and then he keeps on enlarging and enlarging and enlarging it. So far, so good? Okay, so what is that called? Bigger. See? More and more and more. Okay? He do more good and more good and more good. Okay? And quickly. Quickly is vigor, strength. Hmm? Take strength to be quick. Yes? Okay? And that's how he became enlightened. He wants to do more and more and more and more and faster. Okay? So he pushes himself. Not just take it easy like the Vietnamese. It's, oh, that's enough for today. Let's wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir, five. Um, Master, uh, how does one, uh, I guess, like shine light or develop the ability to shine light? By entering samadhi. Okay. When you enter samadhi, you emit light. All right, next, for 60. Celestial King, joyful wisdom, gain a passage into liberation of maintaining a powerful vigor that makes it impossible to destroy his accomplishments. 喜会天王的一切所作无能坏,
commentary. How do you make yourself, your work, indestructible? Do other religions talk about indestructibility? Here in Buddhism, we have the concept of indestructible. Can you name anything outside of Buddhism that is indestructible? Hmm? Anyone, please? Please think of something that's indestructible. Give me an example. Okay, let's go to JMT. What is indestructible JMT? Ah, uh, people disappeared, finally. <laughs> Only the Sanghans remained <laughs> at JMT. And that's indestructibility. <laughs> uh. Okay, anyone, what's, in, what's indestructible to you? What do you think is indestructible? And Peter, don't tell me that love for your wife. <laughs> Peter is so quiet tonight, so. <laughs> anyone, please, hmm? what's indestructible? I know it's Sunday night, but come on, folks, wake up. Yes, DTT. Um, uh, time. What? Time. Time is indestructible? How can time be indestructible? There's a past, there's a present, and the future. It changes constantly. How can it be indestructible? Time is gone. That's why it's past. Okay? Next. What's indestructible to you? Huh? Can you think of anything that's indestructible? Way Mountain. Thank you, Master. Since you ruled out my first answer, um, There's, uh, there's two things they say outside of Buddhism are certain in this life. Yes, taxes. Uh, <laughs> well, the first thing is death, yeah. And uh, the second thing being taxes. So I was going to go with taxes, Master. I think taxes are indestructible. Taxes are indestructible. You know, the Congress can... Uh, annul taxes. For example, they said to help out with the economy, they will suspend the taxes, and therefore the taxes are not indestructible. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Go back to love. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So, for instance, Master, yeah. my love for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so American. <laughs> Indestructible. Okay, well, we say maybe. 
will not completely uh, discard it. Yes, one, what is indestructible in the world? Seriously, what is indestructible? Uh, I would guess it's uh, space. Space is indestructible? Yeah. Yes. Space is indestructible. What about the black hole? It sucks space. <laughs> uh, I'm not a scientist. Someone help me out. Can space be indestructible? Can space be destroyed? What happened to Nacho Macho? Macho Nacho? Hmm? DTT. Do you really believe that space is indestructible? No. Here, let me prove to you, space is, is destructible. You take this container that has space, you squash it. And you have compressed space to zero. That is destructible within. You see, the space within here is destructible. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken a very powerful hydraulic thing. Space. Yeah, but the space here is destructible. Yeah, it comes back, but it's destroyed first. And then all that comes in to fill it. But this space in between here is destructible. Wrong. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. You're a scientist. Uh, just for discussion, uh, you destroy the emptiness, but not the space. The space is filled with the hand, but the space is there. The space, what? You don't destroy the space. The space can be empty or can be filled with matter, but the space is there anyhow. So you're claiming space is indestructible? No, I don't claim that. I say that your uh, argument uh, is, uh, is not uh, credible. <laughs> okay, he has a point, he has a point, okay. He has a point. This is still space. Whether it's still there or I fill it up, it's still space. That's true. So, 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 so you believe, sir, that space is indestructible? Um, the problem is uh, that uh, before something is indestructible, it must be something before, and the space is really nothing. How can we expect to destruct something that really is When nothing? you talk about destructible, let's go back to your academian's mind. When you talk about indestructible, what does it mean to you? Uh, something that exists before and afterwards doesn't exist. So it loses its characteristics. Yes. Yeah? So before its characteristics is just air. Yes? And you destroy, you destroy that space? No, the characteristic is not air. The characteristic is that it can hold something within. Let us air or machery or something there. Okay. <laughs> I can't argue with that. 
So you claiming a space is indestructible? No, as I said, I, I don't think it's, uh, we can apply the concept of indestructibility to a space. Because uh, indestructible is something that uh, has matter, that is, uh, is something, and space is nothing. Space. It's just a mental concept, uh, what we have. In, space is just a form in, in the we perceive the world. So it's a mental con concept. Yes. It's not really a physical thing, therefore... Exactly. So if I kill you, then I kill the concept of space. If you kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> so space is destructible. <laughs> By killing you, all of you. Yes, in the moment in there, there are no people who can have concept of space that would Then be space no longer yeah, exists. Yes. Therefore, space is destructible. That's all I care yeah. about. Okay. Don't, don't give me the details. <laughs> okay, so space is, is not indestructible. Yes, DTT. Master, um, certain religions believe in the concept of spirit. Spirit, spirit transcends one human, like like physical feature, physical form to another. So maybe that's indestructible. Is it indestructible? You talk, you're bringing up something that you don't understand. When you say some religion believes some something called spirits. You have to go to that particular religion, whether it's Hinduism, whether it's, it's uh, uh, Shinto in Japan, they believe in mountain spirits and so forth, okay? Forest spirits, and the Koreans also believe that. So you have, you have to go to specific cases, and whatever spirits they talk about, they are destructible, by the way, from a Buddhist perspective. Okay. They can die. Thank Those you. spirits can die. Their existence are actually temporary. They have a lifespan. Okay, in Buddhism, we recognize them. Okay, nice try. <laughs> okay, uh, I still have JC. Me. 어, 저 어제 법문 들었던 것 중에 생각이 났는데 체가 떠오르는데요. 음. I remember from yesterday's dharma talk. Um, how about substance? Substance is actually a Buddhist thing. I'm not talking about Buddhist things yet. I'm, talk, I'm asking you about worldly things. Do not use my Dharma against me. <laughs> nice try. JMT, what is worldly that is indestructible? Cái biết của mình đó, không có làm gì phá được. Thế mà cái ngày 
thần hội mà kế thừa ngày Nguyễn Năng đó Khi mình không nghĩ một vật gì hết Không khởi một khí niệm nghĩ cái gì Thì là tâm mình là xuyên, xuyên suốt trời sinh là kho báo Không có cái gì phá được cái đó Đời đời kiếp kiếp nó gọi là Như Lai Nguyễn Năng nói mà xưa nay không một vật đó Lấy cái gì mà phá Okay. Hmm. I see that Ipche is still there. <laughs> okay. No, we have to be within, 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 with, with, uh, outside of Buddhism. You cannot use Buddhism, Buddhist concepts against me. I'm asking my original question is, name something in the world outside of Buddhism that is indestructible. That concept of indestructibility. Okay? Try again. Yes, six. Thank you, Master. I have some, uh, we have some comments on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Derek says energy. Energy? Yeah. Is indestructible? Is it really indestructible, Professor? Is energy really indestructible? I, I, Let's say nuclear energy. Is I, it indestructible? I don't think science can claim that because they cannot speak about what was before the Big Bang. And in so, uh, in, uh, so far, uh, since they don't know what was before, it may be that there was nothing before, so it would be destructible. So yes or no? Don't 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 get don't don't get stuck with the details. We have no interest. According to science, it could be destructible. It could be indestructible. It could be destructible. Could be destroyed. Yes, yes. Okay, Derek. There you have it. The professors, the authority on energy. No. Okay. Yes. Next. Next is from Jane Clymer. She says space can be crushed to a minimal. And then she said space can certainly be destructed. Okay. I guess destroyed. And Derek says energy cannot be created or destroyed. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. That's Derek, Derek is all screwed up. Okay. Okay, that's it. Okay. Okay. No. Yes for Mother Nature, is she destructible? <laughs> emptiness. What? Emptiness. That's space. Emptiness? What's the difference between emptiness and space? I'm, I'm, I want to make sure she's not using my Buddha Dharma against me. <laughs> These people are very sneaky. The Southern California people <laughs> cannot trust them. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Senor Ribas. Uh, how about the universe, Master? The universe? Existence. Existence dies. Existence comes to an end. Planets die, are destroyed. But I think like scientists or I don't know, like common people think that the universe is just forever, no matter what happens. It's, it's, a, it's a belief that's not substantiated. 
You can believe anything you want. Just for a while, scientists believed the Earth was flat. Okay? And don't believe everything the scientists tell you. Way Mountain. Thank you, Master. Uh, it's not an object, but I believe cause and effect cannot be destroyed. That's Buddhism. Again, again, you cannot use my Dharma against me. The Buddha's Dharma against me. I'm no match for him. I'm asking for your worldly Dharma, not the Buddha's Dharma. Yes, one here. Time cannot be, time cannot be destroyed. Time cannot be destroyed. Time can be destroyed. Time dies. The past is gone already. The present is dead immediately. You are dying. Your time is limited. You have an expiration date, sir. So you can't tell me that your time is unlimited. Yes, DTT. Master, I think um, in, in the Big Bang theory, they said that uh, uh, after the Big Bang, the time and space will exist, but before that, there's no time and, and space. So that's why that the proof that uh, time and space will be distorted. And in my opinion, in the world, there nothing can be destructible, undestructible. Well, the Big Bang is just a theory. I'm, t I'm, looking, I'm looking at facts, okay? It's okay for uh, Einstein's uh, E equals MC2 is a theory until it's proven, okay? So, so you, you can't, you can't uh, quote theory against me. You have to give me something concrete that's proven to be indestructible. You give up? Besides, my point, my point is, in the world, nothing is indestructible. Why not? Why not? Whatever you think of, I have a reason why whatever you say is wrong. <laughs> why not? Yes, Taiwanese uh, wisdom. Give, give, give a, give a mic so that the internet, YouTube people can hear it too. Hello. Master, is it because is everything we're hearing and talking about is all coming from our own thinking mind and our thoughts? rise and dies is all that's why it's nothing in the world is actually is coming from our own mind not bad not bad but you don't even study buddhism why do you quote buddhism <laughs> <laughs> so you're not credible sir <laughs> yes ddt
Sanjin, dance something. <laughs> yeah, couldn't no sound. hear you, DTT. They can't hear you at all. But they can translate. <laughs> One more time, no, no, no sound. Uh -uh. Can we do like in the future, for future reference, can we do like a hand signal translation? <laughs> <laughs> because you seem to have a lot of sound issues. Yeah, go ahead, Five and uh, DTT. Master, uh, when we mention about undestructible, that means nothing is changing. For example, the beginning and ending are same, so there's no change. But my, personally, I think the undestructible thing is true emptiness. Again, these people are using my Buddha's dharma against me, which is not fair. Okay, you cannot quote my Buddhas, please. Okay, I, did you give up? You cannot use my Buddha's dharma against me. That's the rule. Okay, you cannot quote my Buddha. Okay. Of course, I'm no, I'm no match for him. <laughs> okay. For your information, nothing in this world is indestructible because there's a principle behind it. If anything in this world is born, it must die. Birth and death is what brackets our timeline. Whatever you see was born, was created, was produced, will have to die, will have to disappear regardless. Look at yourself. You have more furrows on your forehead every month. Yeah? Your hair. <laughs> Look at my hair, I mean. Look at my hair. <laughs> no more. Thank you. <laughs> you see? It was born and then it falls off. <laughs> 
so sad. <laughs> Too bad, so sad. <laughs> and that's the very profound Buddhist principles of what is born must die. Shakyamuni Buddha was born, therefore he must die. Is that clear? Okay? Shakyamuni Buddha cannot stay here forever. Same thing. The Taoists say, I'm immortal, I'll never die. That's not true. And of course, you know that already because you... You cheated. You learn from Master Shenhua. Shenhua, Master Shenhua says the Taoists live for multiples of ten thousand years, but no more. Okay, that's a fact. All right, it's just live a little longer than we. That's all. Okay, but so do the celestial kings and so forth. Okay, so it's no big deal. They all have to die. Is that clear? That's a, that's the. That's unviolable, unviolable principle. What is born must eventually die. So that's why this nothing in this world is indestructible because everything in the world has a birth, therefore it must die. Any problems with that? So, so, so in Buddhism, we know that. That's why, that's why we are no longer seeking to have indestructible worldly things. Okay? What we do is we create something called a substance that is indestructible. And there's a word, there's a name, a technical Buddhist jargon called Vajra. Vajra is a Buddhist substance that the Buddhists, like you, like me, like us, mind. We mind our Vajra. Okay, for you non-Buddhists, you don't understand this. What we do when we cross our legs in Chan Chi, we actually are mining our Vajra nature. And that Vajra there is indestructible. When we you join in this instructional, this lecture tonight, you also are mining your Vajra, the nature in you. When you meditate doing our chanti, you're mining your vajra. Okay? And because of that, when you successfully complete your mining process, you will be able to have access to something that is indestructible. And that substance is called Vajra. Why is it pertinent at all? Why is it important? Okay, you don't want to know? I'm going to tell you. 
Everyone said, I just said like, you know, <laughs> she said, said, go on, but no, everyone. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're in Samadhi. There's <laughs> no interest whatsoever. <laughs> she, she's waiting. Yes, need yes my master. <laughs> yeah, DTT. Uh, master, I think it gives us hope. What? It gives us hope. Give you hope. What? Hope for what? Hope that. Peter's love dies or doesn't die? <laughs> what? Because there is something we can rely on. Because there is something indestructible so we can rely on. So yeah, yeah, precisely. So what we're doing, we're mining the indestructible substance called Vajra. And my question, original question is why does it matter to you? Why would we want to do that? What's great about it? Yes, Wei Mountain. Thank you, Master. I've actually spent considerable time thinking about this. I am extremely interested to hear your answer, but to share first what I came up with. In addition to sharing this uh, life of cultivation with my wife, whom my love is indestructible for. Um, <laughs> before we got married, I found cultivation and I found myself early in the morning wondering what in the heck am I putting myself through all this pain for? Who would do this and why? And I grew up in a sailing town and it occurred to me that when I crossed my legs, it was kind of like I was sailing, like my the pain was balancing from one side to the other and learning about the concept of Vajra for the first time uh, I thought well I'm gonna need to be able to turn into Vajra to make this trip to the Pure Land so that's why I mine my Vajra as practice mm -hmm. very good mm -hmm. Mm. he sounds good doesn't he If you could just mean it. <laughs> okay, so we're mining our Vajra. I'm telling you, I promise you, that you all are mining your Vajra, meaning that someday you will get Vajra yourself. That's very important. Guaranteed that all of you, including Shen Yun, will have her Vajra, okay? Eventually, naturally. Okay, when I say that, it's a matter of time. <laughs> uh, don't want to give you any false hopes. <laughs> uh, yes, DTT. Uh, 
어, 이렇게 무너지지 않는 무상한 것들에 대해서 너무 많은 에너지를 할애하지 않고 이제 제가자로서 어, 변하지 않는 불법에 좀더 에너지를 집중하면서 밸런스를 맞춰야 된다고 생각했습니다. So Master said your question was looking for something indestructible outside of the Buddha Dharma. I believe there's nothing. So I, what I do is I try to bring balance to myself, not spending too much energy for, for the things uh, existing in outside of the Buddhism and concentrate it more onto the Buddhism. Thank you. So much wisdom. Nice. Yes, JC. Some people believe anything. Yes, yes. 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 Master, I have a question. Is light also does light also disappear? Light will disappear. Everyone will die. All species will die. When the world is destroyed, everything on our world will be destroyed, will be die, will die. Only the good ones like you. At the end of our the life cycle of Saha world, all that all the beings who are still here in a Saha world will be will die. Along with the Saha world. We all die, including in Saha world. But those of you who have virtues and who have been minding Vajra, okay, uh, you are the good people, you will be moved temporarily to another world. And you continue to cultivate there, waiting for the Saha world to be created again, then you'll be moved back to this world. Okay, and then we will have this empire called Body Light International. <laughs> okay, and we'll make a lot of babies who populate the world. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes, Wei Mang. Sorry, Master. It's not life. It's light. L-I-G-H-T. Does it disappear? Light. Of course, light disappeared. Turn off the electricity. <laughs> Easy question. Okay, let me go back to my point. My point is that we are all mining our vasha. Some of you are not able to produce Vajra yet. Some, a few, are able to produce Vajra, okay? 
in our small world, there are a group of people who are able to produce vajra, this indestructible substance. Why is it important to you? It's important to you because this, with this important substance called vajra, you can create weapons with it. Do you know that in the Buddhist world, the demons have a lot of weapons? All armies use a lot of weapons, yeah? That's a fact of life. The Russians have their weapons, you know, the Ukraine has a weapon, you know, everyone has weapons. When you go to war, you need weapons, yes? And all weapons cannot destroy our Vajra weapons. In particular, this is why uh, we are public enemy number one as far as the demons are concerned. Remember the demons? The demons are using their own weapons to destroy our world. But when they run to us, who have Vajra weapons, huh? think about hands and eyes, you've been practicing, you've been, you've been honing your Vajra weapons. Uh, yeah? When you do the hands and eyes, you're mining and honing your Vajra weapons so that one day when you accomplish these Vajra weapons, you can use them to defend the world against the demonic forces. They cannot destroy our Vajra weapons. When we use our weapons against them, theirs will be destroyed. Ours are indestructible. That's why we need to mine our Vajra so that we turn them into weapons to defend the world. One day when you have no more Vajra weapons to defend the world, guess what happens? The demon's weapons will prevail over all the worldly weapons. Imagine the world of Transformers. You don't see movies? Don't watch movies? Or imagine the world without Superman. Ha 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 ha! Even Shen Yun likes it. Okay? When you have no more protection, when the weapons from the demons can overwhelm you, the world will be destroyed. So that's why Buddhism matters, because we are helping defend the world against the demonic forces of destruction and of suffering. They are intent upon inflicting more suffering on you and everyone else, your children, 
your nephews, your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren, your parents, your grandparents, your ancestors. That's what they do. So don't think that we uh, are casual about this. We know that's what the Buddha taught us, that these demons are actually plotting and gathering the forces to destroy our world. So we need to defend it. You need to help. Why? Because we can. If we didn't, who will? All of you, all of us, remember? We born. That's how we got here. Yeah? So don't we owe it to our parents to defend the world? Don't we owe it to our nieces and nephews and children to help defend the world? It's more than just giving them a good life, help them get education, get a good life. You also need to protect them, don't we? It doesn't stop at simply getting a job or earning a living. You need to protect them against these very dangerous forces by the demons. How do you see those forces? You see COVID-19. It's all nonsense and it's so destructive to the world. It's simply a flu virus and it's wreaked and damaged the economies of the world to the tune of trillions of dollars, didn't it? That's demonic forces. Yeah? And it goes on and on. What about drugs? That's a, there are demons behind it as well. All sorts of demons behind all sorts of drugs. Yeah? They're so destructive to our worlds. All right? There's so many demonic forces that people accept and they are blissfully ignorant about how dangerous it is. Okay? What about, I'm not done yet, what about cancer? Huh? Your illnesses, the incurable illnesses. Do you know that those big illnesses, there's a demon behind it? Your incurable cancers. Yeah? Huh? Your mental illnesses, depression, is killing our young as well as our old and making life miserable and short our lives. You think it's a casual thing? You think it's, it's a haphazard thing? It's, it, is, it is so organized, systematic destruction of our world. Why do you think when you're depressed, you come to the temple and you get temporary relief? It's because those demonic depression forces are scared 
of our Vatra defense weapons. They said, I'm not going to waste my, my strength here at the temple. I wait for them to leave the temple, then I have a field day with them. Those are facts. Yeah? You see? So we're not talking, this is not just talk, this is the real, real deal. We have to mine our Vajra in order to help protect the world. Because we can, because we know how, and therefore we have the responsibility to do it. Yes, six. Hello, Master. Uh, I have a question. So, what's the motive behind these demons? Like, what do they gain from destroying our world? What does a snake gain by biting you? Because that's all he does. It bites you to kill you. That's the only reason it's there. Does it need a reason? No. It's his purpose is to kill. The demon's purpose is to destroy our world. Very much like our purpose is to help. Um, do they like feel happy when they kill and destroy? Of course. Oh. It's fun. You ever squash a cockroach? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got carried away. Erase that. <laughs> yes, DTT. Master, this is not a comment, but I have a question. What you're mentioning now, are you talking about number five from the 42 hands and eyes? That's my first question. No, all those weapons. Number three, number five, number six, number all those. Okay, there's so many. It's like, listen, honey, when you go back to your kitchen, you cook? Okay, you cook, right? Okay. So, do you only use a knife? Sometimes you use a hammer. <laughs> See, kitchen hammer. Sometimes you use. You see, we in the United States here at the at the Gold Force Temple, when we have pizza, we don't use a pizza cutter. We use scissors. See? So we're very sophisticated. We don't simply use knives. <laughs> and then when we serve pizzas, and this is not a complaint. <laughs> this morning we had pizza, let me tell you, at lunch. And it's not bad. But <laughs> so the pizza comes in a plate thing. Hey, Shan, you didn't pay attention. Okay, and then when you want to take one, I took one. I took 
I took two slices. The first time I took, okay, uh, I took, I pick it up, and the cheese and the toppings fell off. Because I, I picked them up with my chopsticks. And I said, why did it only happen to go for us? I go to the pizza parlor, it never happens to me. Oh, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not supposed to use chopsticks. In the pizza places, they have these triangular things. Oh. Remember? And so that, for this morning, I picked up two slices, and every time I had to get, you know, pick up the rest of the toppings from the, from the table. Disgusting. <laughs> you see? So, we have all sorts of weapons. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. Uh, this lady only, only wants to ask me and argue with me when time is up. Go on. I'm trying to remind her time has expired. <laughs> See? That's wisdom. The last time she was here, she would say, okay, but let me finish my question. <laughs> now she drops a question like a Vajra stone. <laughs> You can ask tomorrow, okay? Okay, thank you everyone. We stop here tonight. Okay, I have to come back to this slide. Oh, can I, can I, can I finish this slide? I don't want to come back here. <laughs> now I have a chance. <laughs> okay, so, so, it's, so the, the, the powerful vigor here is what he relies upon to mine and create these Vajra weapons. That's why his accomplishments cannot be destroyed. This is very scary to the demonic forces. Okay? The forces for good actually have the ability to crush the demonic forces for real. That's what keeps them in check. You can wish cannot be done. Oh, be nice, be nice. Don't you don't 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 hurt people. No, you have to beat them up, slap them in the face. Okay. You have to act. You cannot just talk. When your demon is harassing your boys, I just we just slap the demon, and all of a sudden the demon. Okay, I behave. Thank you, everyone. See you next time. <laughs>